0: I want everybody to feel like I'm, I'm there to listen to their, their issues, what they're having. I want them to feel like their care is individualized for them. Um, and hopefully they know that they're going to get experience of 17 years of practice and of training to deliver them the best possible care.
1: Didn't interrupt my life and gave me so much more back. That was Dr. Brian McDermott, who is an orthopedic surgeon with Mary Washington Orthopedics in affiliation with FOA. You also heard from Bonnie Neely, who was a two-time patient of Dr. McDermott's. She had two knee replacements in 2019, and she had such a good experience, she wanted to encourage others who may be on the fence about joint replacement surgery. Here's Bonnie again. Welcome to Inside MWHC. Yes,
2: hello, I'm Bonnie Neely, and I'm here today to tell you about my knees. What brought your knees to this point? To the point today, I've had two knee surgeries within the past year. I was having a lot of trouble because I have osteoarthritis. For several years, I had gone to a lot of different providers trying to get a fix for my knees so I could feel a little bit better, and nothing was helping. So I finally decided it's time to get something done. had my first knee replacement with uh, Dr. McDermott on April 1st, and it went extremely well. And so I thought, okay, I will maybe think about having the other one done in January, However, the end of July, I talked uh, with Dr. McDermott for my final checkup for my first uh, knee replacement. I indicated I'd like to have the second one as soon as possible, so we scheduled September. I thought, why wait till January? Because the other one went so well, and my uh, remaining knee was giving me a problem. And so we scheduled, and I had the second knee replacement September 16th.
1: So tell me, were you active before you had your knees replaced?
2: Uh, not very active. I had gotten to the point where walking was a real problem. I, I did as much as I could do, um, you know, as far as shopping uh, for groceries and all. With the with the Internet and shopping online, I've sort of changed my shopping habits to doing it from home because mm-hmm. it's easier than walking the mall. But prior to the osteoarthritis, you, you were a walker. I was a walker all my life. There was a time I was walking five miles a day every day started taking ballet at age 40, uh, oh, did lots wow. of jazzercise and I really enjoyed physical activity my whole life. Okay. So I think that may be part of the reason that I recovered so well from both surgeries.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I was to the point where I wasn't getting anything done, plenty happy to be just sedentary, you mm-hmm. know, sit in my recliner and, mm-hmm.
1: and just let the world pass me by. Bonnie's situation was not unusual. Dr. McDermott explains what brings many people to the point of needing joint replacement. And Bonnie goes on to tell us more about her decision to have her knee replaced.
0: Yeah, the patient who ends up with a joint replacement usually has been dealing with their ailment for years. It's usually a diagnosis of osteoarthritis, which is a a process that worsens gradually over years. And we try to treat it conservatively before any surgical intervention with the use of either oral medicines, even injections, activity modification. But when it Progresses to the point where their activities of daily living are severely affected. You know, joint replacement ends up being the, the final option to get them back to their activities that they wish to pursue. Uh, it can be disabling for these patients. They they go from being a fairly active person to being fairly sedentary because of the amount of pain that they're in. Uh, but that process of joint replacement, uh, when it's complete, can be life is life altering. And the patient realizes how much pain they were in before surgery and now we're back to a relatively pain-free life
2: travel got to be a problem because we couldn't really walk and do very much Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, first trip to uh, oahu was about five years ago and we were able to walk to the top of diamond head on that trip and that was the last time that I could do anything or that I attempted anything like that. Okay. So I got down to where this last trip, which was last uh,
1: February. So a couple of months before yes, surgery. Yes, a couple of months before surgery, mm-hmm. yes.
2: That we went to Maui to see the whales. So all of our reservations had to be in condos that were beachfront, and I could sit on the lanai and watch the whales because I couldn't, like, go out and walk and do all sorts of things.
1: Mm-hmm. Talk us through going into the hospital and the procedure of the, of the surgery What kind of experience did you have there? Uh, I, I just couldn't have had a
2: better experience, I think. My primary care person indicated that since I wanted to have my knee replaced and it needed to be replaced, I should see Dr. McDermott.
0: My specialty in orthopedics is joint replacement surgery. After I completed my residency in orthopedic surgery at the Cleveland Clinic, I went on and did an additional year of training in Boston in adult reconstruction or joint replacement surgery. I now perform about 500 joint placements a year here in Fredericksburg.
2: They have this great program uh, at Mary Washington that's uh, just accredited as being like one of the tops in the nation and I may as well see somebody who's really going to uh, do an excellent job and he could just do this this really fabulous job. So I trusted her and I, I just called Dr. McDermott's office and when I saw Dr. McDermott on the first visit, he said, first thing he said to me was, well, you need to lose 20 pounds by April 1st. And this was in February, okay? And I said, but I'm going to Maui. (laughs) So anyway, we went right away over to Jenny Craig, which we had been to before my husband and I started Jenny Craig. I lost 17 pounds. But I know that the reason he said that was uh, the less weight I was carrying, the more successful the surgery would be. Yes, And so I did everything I could do to do exactly like they told me. And the the pre-surgery, the lead-up to the the surgery was very specific. I went and I went through all the appointments. Pre-surgery appointment, she told me to do X, Y, and Z, including special soap the night before and Mm -hmm. clean sheets the night before and clean nightgown the night before. And I just did everything exactly like they told me. The morning of surgery, went into the hospital. I was, I believe I was the second one that morning in surgery. So it was very early, and Dr. McDermott came in. I just spoke with him very briefly, and he marked my knee. And Of course, he wants to do the correct knee. Surgery <laughs> went very well. It was very, very quick. I got back to the room, and as soon as I woke up and started knowing you know, who was there and what was going on, physical therapy person, um, a young man came, and he was very good. He got me right out of bed, and I started walking down the hall with him, and uh and he told me to order breakfast for the next morning and order as first the first that they could deliver because we were going to get up and get started uh, with physical therapy in the morning and he was right, so I had my breakfast and they got me up the next morning and, and um and they taught me how to walk up i walked up some stairs and down some stairs, mm-hmm. and they also had a mock up of a car, so they showed me how to get in and out of the car okay. these are things I would need to know
0: within hours of surgery. Uh, they're up walking, sometimes doing stairs, getting in out of our car that we use to practice them for discharge and even leaving the same day of surgery, um, especially on the hip replacement side, sometimes leaving hours after surgery to go home. Um, and, uh, and a lot of that is, uh, is is a combination of both the surgery and the surgeons and what we do, but in particular the hospital staff, the physical therapists, everybody who's involved in coordination of care for the patient Um, And by usually six to eight weeks, you know, the patients are fully recovered.
2: When I went into the hospital that morning for surgery, one thing I was very concerned about was my anesthesia, Mm -hmm. what they were going to use. And Mm -hmm. I had read that the anesthesia of choice would be the spinal block. And that scared me because uh, years ago when I had uh, my second child, and I had a a negative reaction. And so I was very concerned about it, talked with the anesthesiologist at length about it. Then he brought the anesthetist to see me, Mm -hmm. and the anesthetist is the one who was going to actually do it. And so he, he listened so carefully to what I told him about my previous experience and why I was... Concerned about it, Mm -hmm. and I felt like he really listened and asked the questions that he understood my concerns. And so then he very carefully explained what he was going to do in order for this to work. And that, of course, I could have the general anesthesia, that would not be a problem. But he felt like if I had the spinal, that I would be able to recover more quickly Mm -hmm. and not have the nausea and everything and be Mm -hmm. able to be more alert. So we decided that we would do that. And when he took me back to actually do the spinal, And he found just the right spot, and everything was great. You know, the next, when I woke up after anesthesia, after the surgery, I was alert, and that I think enabled me to go ahead and recover more quickly. So when I went for the second one, I asked for the same young man.
1: Oh, good. And
2: he wasn't scheduled to be with me that day, but the anesthesiologist at that time went looking for him and he agreed to change some things with someone else and he did my second one also.
1: I'm glad to hear that. It was great. great. That's great. Yeah and
2: all the people there were so wonderful from the nursing staff, people who were helping Dr. McDermott uh, before surgery, after surgery. Every single person really seemed like they were concerned with my comfort and my ability to recover my strength and to go home. Mm -hmm. So I, I was such a positive experience. I don't have anything negative to say about it
1: we're glad to hear either that. visit <laughs> glad to hear that so second day you're going up and downstairs you're practicing mm-hmm. getting in and <laughs> out of a car <laughs> who knew right yeah and now you go home
2: yeah this, and went out of there by noon that day and That's then right. did
1: you do home physical therapy or did you have to go somewhere to do it
2: no got home that day and I it was good that I learned how to go upstairs because our bedroom is upstairs. Home health came the next day and they stayed right with me for two full weeks okay. and I had to meet certain criteria before they could discharge me as mm-hmm. far as they measured, you know, how, how far I could move my knee and right. what I needed to do, told me the exercises uh, that I needed to do. My main concern was that, oh, if I push too hard or I pull that leg up too hard and bend that knee, it'll break. One of the therapists told me, she said, don't worry about that. Before you left, they bent those legs, that knee, every which way it could go. It's already been <laughs> bent, so don't worry about that. And You I thought, just didn't know. No. I thought, okay, well, then I can just push it a little bit. So I did everything they told me to do. I just followed their instructions. They were so great. So at the end of the, the time, they said, that I measured appropriately for me to go to outpatient physical therapy and I walked in with my cane to physical therapy Uh at two weeks and they were shocked that I was walking so well and I met um Hilary I think is her last name she was in charge of my physical therapy and um, they were surprised at how well I did with all the physical therapy I went to I think two or three times a week for three weeks maybe and then I met all the criteria. So I was out of there, and I was walking without a cane. And I really, you know, I was continuing my exercises at home, uh, but had no problems from there on out. And my right leg, was by the time I finished the outpatient physical therapy, I said and really meant that my right knee was feeling very solid and very strong. Mm-hmm. And that was such a relief and no pain at all and it made it
1: very obvious that your left knee was not oh that's right
2: yes the left knee was still hurting Mm -hmm. and so at that time I was thinking about the other knee already in July Mm -hmm. and talked with Dr. McDermott so we scheduled September
1: so you go in for your second knee replacement in September September and now you're an old hat you know what to expect
2: everything went even better if it could I couldn't believe. Now, I went in, and everything went great, woke up, felt good. I knew what the, what the routine was. So I uh, got ready for physical therapy, walked down the hall. And before they could even do any more physical therapy with me, I was asking to get up and walk myself. Mm-hmm. So I was already walking that day down the hall. Because remember, the lady, the physical therapist, the, the home health, told me that I wasn't going to break it, that I had already been, been there. Right. So I could push it a little bit. So I was doing that. The same thing the next day. I ate breakfast early, did my physical therapy, went home before noon. I asked for the same home health uh, agency to come out. Had my home health for two weeks. My knee was already measuring really almost what it needed to measure at the end of it by the time, you know, at the beginning mm-hmm. of it. So I didn't have, there wasn't a whole lot I needed to achieve, but of course you have to have some time passed to kind of heal. So at the end of the two weeks, went over to start my outpatient physical therapy, and uh, saw Hillary again and she took her time and she really measured my knee and had me bend it this way and she had me bend it that way and up and down and was very quiet and was writing in her chart and everything and I thought okay well I wonder if they're going to be able to start today mm-hmm. or if I'm... and finally she looked at me she put the pen and pencil down she looked at me she said Bonnie she said I can't really offer you anything I don't have anything to offer you
1: here
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I said what <laughs> and she said well you're already measuring what you need to measure, and you can already do the things that you mm-hmm. would expect to do by the time you finished here. She said, "Of course, you can come if you want to come and I indicated that as much as I liked them there, that I really didn't like to have schedules on my book. i you know I like to just have my days now that I'm retired, and so I didn't go to outpatient physical therapy and it was at that point, at the end of two weeks, that we're big Nationals uh, baseball fans. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, we did the World Series this right. And there was a big game coming up. That I had tickets. So two weeks after that surgery, uh, I, I took my cane, but we, we drove up to the wild card game. And I was thrilled to be able to do that. And I took the cane not only to have it to lean on if I needed it, but also, I think if you're walking with a cane, you don't want to be stupid. You know, you want people to know, "Hey, I'm I'm kind of fragile right. here." So, so they give you a little bit of a so birth they, and yes, them. and that all that went very well. So I didn't miss a step. I didn't miss a beat. And of course, went back for my checkup with Trish, the nurse practitioner, at six weeks, and she was thrilled, was surprised at how well I was doing. And I, at that point, I was walking. I wasn't having any problem doing anything. So I can tell you, and I would like to, for people to know of my experience because I just I just did really well. It didn't. It hasn't really bothered my life very much when you think of just a couple of weeks here and there to have both knees uh, redone. Both knees feel very strong, very solid, uh, have no problem walking. There are so many things I can do now and I go to the grocery store. I don't have to look for a parking place right up front. Mm-hmm. I can just park wherever I want. And going back, we're going to take another trip to Maui in May. And I'm thinking all the things that we can do. And I don't have to stay at that hotel because it's close to where those restaurants are. We can walk all along. And I can enjoy it and not have to worry, well, am I going to be able to get back?
1: Of course I can. So your two knees have given you a new lease on life.
2: Oh, they have. I feel so much more confident I, you know, in everything. Now, I... I didn't get rid of the osteoarthritis. I have it everywhere. You know, okay. it's a hereditary mm-hmm. thing with me. So I do have lots of aches and pains still. Not yeah. in my knees. <laughs> my back hurt. My hands hurt. My feet hurt. But yeah, your
1: replaced. knees were great. My
2: knees are wonderful. <laughs> so if, you know, if people are thinking about um, having knee replacements and, and putting it off because they're scared, I want to let them know that we have... One of the premier facilities there that in knee replacement, so you don't have to go a long ways and you don't have to suffer because believe me, Doctor McDermott knows what he's doing.
0: As we all know, as we get older, in particular, pain is not uncommon. You know, we all have some pain in our joints in certain uh, times of our lives, and if it's just some pain but it's not life-altering. You know, most people will start with some rest, anti-inflammatories, maybe even some ice, and see how it goes. And if, you know, usually within a few days or so, you start to feel better and, and maybe don't need to come see an orthopedic surgeon. But if it's life-altering pain, if you have the inability to stand or walk, you're having instability, like your joint is giving out on you, causing you to fall, you know, those are things that you probably should come see us sooner than later.
2: It couldn't have gone better, and I can't, tell you how thankful I am to have the resources and certainly Dr. McDermott in the area to do it.
1: We're so glad that you've come here today to share your story with us.
2: Well, I'm glad to do it. Thank you.
1: Mm -hmm. Thank you. To learn more about Mary Washington Orthopedics in affiliation with FOA or joint replacement at Mary Washington Healthcare, please visit ortho.mwhc.com. This is Karen Charney, and this has been a production of Inside MWHC.